Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back into another edition of the Arrowhead Pride Report. It is Wednesday, January 10th. It is still freezing cold outside in Kansas City. Only expected to get colder. Only expected to get a little bit more snow as the week goes on. Uh, we heard from Andy Reid on Tuesday afternoon, and he said that they're not too worried about the cold. They're not preparing for a snowball fight. They're preparing for a football game on Saturday night against the Miami Dolphins. So let me welcome in the leader of Arrowhead Pride, Pete Sweeney. Sweeney, um, I think these players have played in a lot of cold football games, so we can probably stop asking them uh, about the weather. I think they'll be prepared for it in some way. Yeah, it's going to be uncomfortable, uh, but... You know, nowadays they have heaters on the sideline. Um, I know if you've been to a Chiefs game, you've seen the blanket-like jackets that every player gets. The trainers have readily available. I'm sure that a lot of them will offer face covering, gloves, and, and so on. Who knows? Maybe Leo Chanel will just go with no sleeves, uh, as he likes to sometimes do. But for the most part, uh, I think these guys will be prepared. Uh, I think these guys will be prepared for it. Uh, and and uh, to me. Uh, it, it's only going to play into the Chiefs' hand, uh, regardless of you know the point that a the Dolphins need to travel to cold weather games too. And while that's true, um, I think they're at a disadvantage in those games, and it's just because uh, their home base is just it's so warm. I mean, you talk to anyone who's from the South or uh, something like Florida, and they move somewhere in the Northeast or Midwest uh, that gets a little bit colder temperatures. It's a little colder for them because they're so used to, uh, I think that that warm weather year round. And so, we'll see. I think it, I think it really only kind of will play to affect uh, the the warm weather team and and certainly the warm weather quarterback. Yeah, I think it was. I want to say it was a playoff matchup against the Colts a few years back, um, where there was just like an insane amount of snow on the ground. I know I was at that game. I, th- I want to say it was like 2018 in, in that playoff run where they, they had a matchup against the Colts where there was an insane amount of snow on the ground. But everybody uh, wound up grinding through it to get to Arrowhead, and, and it was still totally packed. It was still totally fine, and the Chiefs came away with a win. So uh, they, they played in, in plenty of rough, uh, weather kinds of games here in Kansas City over the years. I totally agree with you. And we talked about it on the most recent episode of Chiefs Coast to Coast last night that's available for you on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. Um, 
Uh, I do think that the cold is an advantage for the Chiefs. Uh, Dolphins quarterback to a tongue of Iloa, who, you know, played at Alabama, played for the Miami Dolphins his entire NFL career, has not played in a ton of cold weather games. And that does have an impact, especially for a quarterback that's a little bit limited just in, in terms of like physical tools. I, I do think this is a slight advantage for the Kansas City Chiefs. It is. Um, and, you know, it, I think it's worth mentioning the other side of it. I don't know if you remember this, Steve, but back in, I believe it was mid-December of 2022, uh, Miami was going up to Buffalo and had to play in like a cold weather game. Uh, and Mike McDaniel, who, uh, you know, if you don't know him, is one of the NFL's uh, more interesting personalities, uh, wore a T-shirt all week that said he wished it were colder. Uh, but that game was going to be 25 uh, degrees and windy. I mean, this will be teetering around the zero mark. So uh, this is more of an ice bowl type of game. But it's not like the Dolphins haven't been in at least a similar situation before. And so I, I bet you'll you will see some of that same energy this week as they get take the practice field. And we got a lot to get caught up on today ahead of this matchup. And again, we'll have uh, Chiefs media this afternoon as well as tomorrow afternoon before they get the day off on, on Friday to get ready for Saturday night's matchup. But it's. It's worth mentioning the the cold weather and the way that it can affect that, but also something that's different in this matchup that uh, was not the case when they took on the Dolphins earlier this season in Germany. His rookie running back Devon Achan is going to be healthy and available. He was on IR the last time they saw the Dolphins. It sounds like uh, Jalen Waddell and Raheem Mostert, who missed last week, are going to be available this week, according to Dolphins beat reporters. So. It sounds like they're going to have their full arsenal of explosive weapons. And if there's one thing that you could say you can really exploit against the Chiefs this season on the defensive side of the ball, it's on the ground. And it sounds like their rushing attack is going to be healthy and in full force on Saturday night. So in a cold weather game where it, it might really affect the passing game of the Miami Dolphins, I'd expect them to try to run a lot against the Kansas City Chiefs. And that rookie running back to Von Achan, if you're not familiar with him, is an incredibly explosive player so far in his NFL career. Yeah, the fantasy football players that are also Chiefs fans know who that is. But if you know you're not a fantasy football player, I call me crazy, man. I I think in disguise, this is Christian McCaffrey light. It really is. I mean, we're always looking for that next comparison. And I'm not going to go as far as to say it's a, an equal threat to Christian McCaffrey. But it's a, it's it's very close. Uh, I mean, it really is. He can pass, uh, catch passes out of the backfield. Um, he has a speed where, you know, if you give him a step, some sort of similar to Tyree Kill, he he's gone. Uh, and you know, there's no way to to say it. If there's one part of the Chiefs' defense that has been weaker this year, it's been uh, the run defense. And I'd imagine that to be a big part of the game plan. I, I think everyone is going to be really locked into whatever Tyree Kill. Uh, is going to do and you have this uber breakout weapon whose numbers really the only reason they weren't there is because he was banged up all year uh, kind of hiding in plain sight so uh, we'll see what the the Dolphins game plan is but I imagine it's going to be uh, to stretch the Chiefs laterally hand it off to HN a lot and then when he becomes a big enough threat that's when you take your shots with some of these receivers like a, like a Waddle you know if he's able to go and, and, and obviously Tyreek who's going to want to make an impact at Arrowhead so uh, very, very interesting and, and tough uh, offense to go up against. Uh, we know uh, this is from the 
the Shanahan McVeigh uh, cousin tree thing. So uh, the Chiefs defense needs to be creative and prepared. Yeah, and we talked about all the injuries on the defensive side of the ball for the Miami Dolphins, and there's some other injuries when we get in the injury report that we'll highlight there that you need to pay attention to. But their pass rush has kind of fallen apart down the stretch here where they've lost their top four pass rushers due to injury this season and just really some bad luck for the Miami Dolphins on that side of the ball. But it was announced on Tuesday they are signing former Kansas City Chief veteran pass rusher Justin Houston, who is nearly 35 years old. I honestly didn't realize Justin Houston was that young. Like That was younger than I thought he was going to be at this point in his career. But Houston, obviously, longtime Kansas City Chief, uh, has bounced around the league since leaving Kansas City, but has still been a productive player when given opportunity for the most part. And you know, this is a couple of weeks after they just signed Melvin Ingram. We saw him have an impact on Sunday night against the Buffalo Bills. And the Dolphins are basically just doing whatever they can to try to field a pass rush because their pass rushers have all gone down with injuries. So some familiar faces on the defensive side of the ball for the Miami Dolphins coming into Arrowhead on Saturday night. Yeah, I think you mentioned it, and and the idea of them signing Justin Houston, I, I know that some fans will be quick to be like, well, they're just trying to stick it to the Chiefs. It's like, no, it's out of bare necessity you know, at this stage. Uh, as good as Justin Houston has been since leaving the Chiefs, got over you know, near th- over 30 sacks uh, in the four years, wasn't as good in Carolina uh, this year, uh, you know, was let go, and so he was out in the open, and you mentioned all those injuries uh, on the defensive side of the ball, um, Baker, Phillips, Chubb, uh, Van Ginkle. They needed uh, pass rushers, uh, and I, you know, I think Houston will be motivated. Uh, he's already found a way to beat the Chiefs in the regular season. I remember with the Indianapolis Colts, where he's got the game-clinching sack. Uh, he's going to be fresh, and so you know, we'll see what he, he can still do. Uh, ideally, I think for the Dolphins, they would have had their you know original pass rushers, but just not to be. Uh, injuries have kind of struck that side of the football. Uh, despite it being zero-degree weather, I mean, normally Steve, that would skew under. Um, but again, uh, we mentioned the maybe potential mismatch between the Dolphins rushing attack and the Chiefs rushing defense. Uh, and then this actually allows the Chiefs to play in that intermediate uh, a little bit better. Uh, that's where Rasheed Rice and potentially Travis Kelsey can thrive. And we've, we've known about Isaiah Pacheco between the tackles. So, um, you know, on the betting markets, it's a cold weather game, but you could maybe lean over even despite, you know, typically when you're in that type of game, the, you, you, know, you wouldn't expect a lot of points. Um, I think I, I think you can maybe in this game. Might might be a little bit of a uh, ice bowl shootout, Steve. Well, I hope so. I mean, I, I also just root for entertaining football games. And yeah. uh, the Germany game, you know, 21 to 14 win. For the Kansas City Chiefs, I think we went into that game kind of expecting more fireworks and the Chiefs defense was just totally locked down in that one. So we'll see how this thing plays out on Saturday night. But uh, a couple of notes from Andy Reid's media availability on Tuesday, and I I thought these were interesting. If Chiefs fans were holding out hope that second year safety Brian Cook was going to return this season and that running back Jarek McKinnon might be able to bounce back from his injury and, and return for the playoffs Andy Reid really made it sound like they do not expect either of those players to be able to get back on the field this season. So it sounds like Brian Cook and Jarek McKinnon are probably done until 2024. Yeah, the only one really would hope right now is Sky Moore. And uh, I don't know if you know how much a role he would have, even if he was healthy. Um, Andy Reid did a leave optimism for him. But Brian Cook, I, I know that there had been some reports out there that he could potentially be ready for the playoffs, which I never understood, Steve, because 
um, as we all saw, and not to make it too lighthearted, his foot was backwards. And so great that it didn't break, but I, you know, I think he's quite a sprain that uh, he would have to recover from, you know, you don't even know what goes into that. And so um, Cook of kind of officially here, the Chiefs have, have nudged that is not going to be available until next year. And then I saw Derek McKinnon in the locker room yesterday and he was on crutches. Uh, regardless of whatever Andy Reid said, that confirmed to me that uh, this is not going to be someone that's going to be ready for the Super Bowl, even if the Chiefs were to make it. So the team is what the team is uh, at this stage. Uh, there are no cavalry coming as they like to say. Uh, and so this is uh, who they're going to have to uh, find a way to win with. I think the only one we're really watching is Wanya Morris. And I, I know this might be a little bit, um, contrarian to what fans uh, think could happen. I wonder even if Morris is able to make it back uh, at this stage, if they don't go with a fresh Donovan Smith, it's not like either of these guys uh, have been outstanding, outstanding. And I know that Morris is developing certainly a much higher ceiling at this stage of the game uh, rather than Smith. But I, I wonder even if Morris was good to go, if he hadn't practiced all week and Smith had, would they go with Smith? Um, I think it's something to watch, and I, I'm not really sure that Morris instantly gets that job back like maybe we once saw, especially at this stage um, when you'd like that player ahead of a playoff week to be able to log practices and walkers and, and whatnot. Yeah, uh, short week turnaround, and we have mentioned it. It seems like as the season's gone on, it, it's been a little bit easier to clear the concussion protocol where early in the season it seemed like you got a concussion, you were out the following week, no questions about it. Um, but still, on a short week, it seems like a long shot that Wanya Morris is even going to be uh, available to play in any capacity. Also, wide receiver Justin Ross missed practice on Tuesday, but Kadarius Sony logged a limited session. You mentioned Donovan Smith. He was back, uh, limited capacity. Legarius Sneed, also a limited participant. And Donovan Smith, I think, is the most interesting one here where I think we all expected Sneed to be able to bounce back and play in this game after sitting week 18 and kind of fighting through it in week 17. Kadarius Tony obviously, is up and down all year, kind of never really know what you're going to get from him on a weekly basis in terms of the injury report, whether or not he's going to be available. But Andy Reid made it sound like Donovan Smith is good to go and and like he could have played in more recent weeks if they didn't have Wanya Morris, but they wanted to make sure that he was healthy. And so it seems like Donovan Smith is ready to roll. He's going to be available for the Chiefs on Saturday. And while he's been a very up and down player himself this season, you're just happy to have the starting rotation in full force in some capacity on Saturday. Because if Wanya Morris can't go, if Smith can't go, then it gets a little worrisome against the Miami Dolphins. Not that there's always a direct correlation, but I mean, I was looking in the, in the direction of 79 yesterday and he was, he was dancing a little bit in the, in the media portion of practice, which led you to believe he's feeling a lot better. Uh, he did go through the warmups. Um, we did see him uh, on the injury report, I believe it was a limited participant, but today will be key because uh, last week he did opt to go um, and it was a full participant on the Wednesday leading up and then he didn't practice the rest of the week. Uh, and so I think just seeing him two days in a row, maybe being able to log a full participation uh, would be a good sign for his availability. My indication is that since uh, he did go yesterday, so long as he felt okay coming out of it, I think you might see that upgrade to a full participant um, today, Wednesday. I'm getting so confused with the days, but uh, you, and if he's able to do that, you, you kind of expect him to be slated into the start on um on Saturday, and should the Chiefs win, 
Andy likes to go with the hot hands uh, with the offensive line, um, maybe more so than other positions. It's a shame, but I think Morris might be the outside looking in on any kind of playoff start. You know, I think this could be um, get better. Um, Smith's the guy for now. Should there be another injury, you know, you'd pop in. Uh, but, you know, at this stage, uh, just get get right from that concussion. And for the Dolphins, we already mentioned a lot of the injuries that they are trying to battle through. But I, I think their injury report is a little concerning for the Miami side. Uh, tackle Teron Armstead, by far their best offensive lineman, did not practice on Tuesday. He's dealing with knee, ankle, and back injuries right now. A couple ailments. Yeah. Yeah. Xavier Howard uh, did not practice the foot injury. He is not expected to play on Saturday, I believe. So that's a big blow for their secondary. And then safeties to Sean Elliott, Javon Holland also did not practice due to calf and knee injuries. And Javon Holland is the one to really watch here because he is a star safety for that Miami secondary. And if he's not able to go again this week, that could be a big advantage for the Kansas City Chiefs where this once – really kind of loaded, talented Dolphin secondary is really just down to Jalen Ramsey as their top playmaker if he's not able to go on Saturday night. Yeah, and it's worth noting that I think today's injury report will be a greater indication. Uh, McDaniel actually opted to give the Dolphins off uh, on Tuesday. Those, so those were estimated uh, statuses, and so uh, we'll see. Uh, they'll be trying to get as many of those players as they can uh, back, but, you know, they – uh, we thought the Chiefs were so banged up, but as it turns out, uh, the Dolphins are just way more banged up when it comes to actual impact players. So definitely a, a report to watch as we go. And we already mentioned Devon H. And he was also listed as a limited participant due to uh, a toe and ribs injury. That ribs injury is uh, a new injury designation that popped up after last week. He's been kind of playing through that toe injury for a couple of weeks here. Uh, Raheem Mostert knee and ankle, but it's not out of the norm for the Dolphins to sit most for most of the week is he's a veteran player. Um, so he, he really hasn't practiced a ton all season long, but keep, keep an eye on his status. It's expected that he is going to be available this week. And then Tyree kill still fighting through an ankle and a quad injury. But uh, I think it's safe to assume Tyree kill and Jalen Waddle are, are going to be available in this one, but yeah, just to further highlight, the Dolphins are just very banged up, really on both sides of the ball, but especially on the defensive side. Yeah, and that doesn't necessarily mean that they should be overlooked uh, by any means. Uh, you know, I think we've seen stranger things happen in the postseason. Postseason games can be uh, weird, and this is also a team that is trying to take the next step. Um, very disappointing way to end their season. I mean, they, they look like they had the AFC East wrapped up uh, with – you know, a third of the year to go, put the Buffalo Bills back in the picture. Um, and that may mean, you know, the Chiefs, if they were to win, would travel to Buffalo. I, I, I thought about this, Steve, um, you know, last night, and it kind of hit me in a weird way. Even if the Chiefs were to go to the Super Bowl, there's a, a pretty good chance this will be the last game at Arrowhead all year. Uh, because if scratch hits, all the favorites win, uh, they would, the, the path would be you know, playing the Dolphins, having to go to Buffalo. And then having to go to Baltimore to, to get it done. And so I'm not used to the last game uh, uh, at Arrowhead being this early um, in in the year. Um, I've gotten so used to the previous season where they, they kind of play the whole thing at, in Kansas City. So uh, something to remember uh, as we go here. And I think you heard a little bit of that from Chris Jones. I, I think he realizes even if, even if they were to win, uh, we could be looking at the last game um, 
at Arrowhead for, for Jones. We've talked about Willie Gay. Uh, we've talked about Clyde Edwards-Alaire. We've, you know, we've discussed even if Travis Kelsey to re- were to retire. I mean, there's a lot of quiet, uh, quiet storylines when it comes to players' potential last game at Arrowhead, even if you know they do have success here. Yeah, I mean, it's been it's been half a decade since we didn't have an <laughs> AFC Championship right. game at Arrowhead Stadium. Right. Uh, yeah, it's it's crazy to think about. It's crazy to think about all the AFC Championship games I've been to at this point in my career and how long that streak has gone on. But yeah, I mean, we're probably in all likelihood going to have to see the Chiefs try to go on the road, assuming they can take care of business against the Miami Dolphins on Saturday. They got to get that win first uh, to make sure this season doesn't get cut short in disappointing fashion. So. Plenty to keep you caught up on it, arrowheadpride.com, so make sure you stay locked in there. Uh, again, we'll have Chiefs media this afternoon. We should hear from the coordinator, so make sure you stay locked in the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. We'll also have a fresh episode of the Great British Chiefs show, just previewing Saturday's matchup and highlighting everything you need to know ahead of this contest. You can follow Pete on Twitter at PGSween. I'm Stephen Sertz, where you can find me. We'll talk to you guys again tomorrow morning with the next edition of the Arrowhead Pride Report. Hey there, it's Pete Sweeney from Arrowhead Pride, and I'm excited to announce a new element of the Arrowhead Pride experience for diehard Chiefs fans. It's our brand new newsletter, Arrowhead Pride Premier. It's obviously an exciting time as the Chiefs enter this season, looking to become the first back-to-back Super Bowl champs in nearly 20 years. Arrowhead Pride Premier is a newsletter delivered to your inbox twice a week from me. For $50, you'll get an annual subscription packed with insider coverage from yours truly and new in-depth analysis from voices around Kansas. The city. It's all about what I'm seeing and hearing around the team. During the season, we'll deliver a newsletter ahead of each game to get ready for Sunday and a newsletter after each game to unpack exactly what happened. In the offseason, the party won't stop. We'll still be covering the biggest stories and all the offseason's twists and turns will show up in your inbox on a regular basis. Subscribe to Arrowhead Pride premiere today at arrowheadpride.com slash subscribe.